you absolutely hate sharing stuff? You want your phone, your TV, your fork to be yours and yours alone. Does it fill you with rage if your roommate uses your mug, even if it looks exactly like every other mug in the house, because you can tell it's yours? If so, the Teeny Screamy is right for you. The Teeny Screamy is a computer chip which imprints on your personal DNA sequence. Simply attach a Teeny Screamy to anything you own, and if anyone else uses it, the Teeny Screamy will scream at top volume, tipping you off and startling that nasty object thief. The Teeny Screamy. Because you and your partner wear different socks for a reason, damn it. Yes, come to see you. I say now, Benson, Benson, Joe. Benson, Benson, Welcome to the Upper Discussion Podcast, the only show on the internet where we talk about the things we talk about in the order we talk about them. I'm Simon Peltier. I'm Adrian Schoen. I'm Kate Bradley. And I'm Tom Zaladna. That was gusto. I liked that. Yeah. We, we did that with confidence and purpose. And a plump. Yeah. And a plump. And I think for all the <laughs> listeners, like... We had a very good dance off right before. Oh yeah, we did. Oh, yeah. I was doing the Charlie Brown. Mm-hmm. You know? I did the other Charlie Brown. <laughs> Similar. Let me wipe yeah. your brows. Oh, oh, oh. And then there's the third Charlie Brown. Yeah. That's the kid with the upright bass. The bass. The bass. <laughs> and then there's Linus, who's like hunched over his piano, and he's mm-hmm. like, his back's at a ninety-seven degree. <laughs> it was a full peanut spread. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crunchy. Crunchy. Oh, man. Man, man, Get it from man. the peanut gallery over here. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> you know when people talk about peanuts as like a payment system? Uh, I've, um, is this like back in the olden days when they didn't have currency, so they used peanuts instead? No, well, it's like, you know, someone's like, oh, that's peanuts. You know, it's like, oh, $2, oh, that's yeah. peanuts. For peanuts yeah. it, it turns out, fun fact, that actually comes from a thing where peanuts used to be the cheapest thing you could buy in a oh. store. And so if something oh. was peanuts, it was like, eh, it's nothing. Oh, well, that makes think, sense. Yeah, I would think a peanut-based economy would be a nightmare for somebody with an allergy. Yeah. Oh, poor thing. I mean, I mean, it's survival of the fittest. Yeah. Natural selection. It'd be pretty it's nuts. Fuck off, you <laughs> peanut people. <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> you know, it's not peanuts. <clears throat> the Me amount of money it costs me. us to produce this show. <laughs> 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 One of the things we value most here on Up for Discussion, apart from peanuts, is the relationships we get to develop with you, our listeners. Getting to hear your thoughts, see your feedback, and engage with you on social media accounts makes the work we do meaningful and rewarding. And hey, if you want to send us a little bit of PB once in a while, I'm, I'm down. <laughs> None of us have allergies. None no. of us. For peanuts, at least. That's I mean, true. I have yeah. no allergies at all. Mail me some peanut butter. P.O. Box two two five eight five Monkland. Just, uh, just <laughs> spread it on the inside of an envelope. Oh, oh yum! Don't do that. <laughs> a, nice, a nice floppy envelope. I think that's actually kind of terrorism a little bit because oh because someone could die if they uh, if they're allergic. Like it's like on the level of anthrax potentially. Don't would, be a terrorist. Yeah, I would think that wouldn't get delivered. 
Yeah. Instead of being a terrorist, give yeah. us money at patreon.com slash up for discussion. Patreon nice. is a crowdfunding platform that lets creators like us make cool things for people like you who are also cool. And mm-hmm. there's all kinds of really great perks available to those who want them. If you pledge as little as a dollar a month on Patreon, you'll be joining the ranks of fine folks like Patrick, Gabriel, Kendallin, Candice, Eric, Carlea, Thomas, George Poppy, Alex from Play the Mind, Jillian, pronounced Jillian, and our newest patron, Jan. <laughs> oh, hi, Jan. Hi. Jan, hi. Jan just like... pledged us money last night. Thanks so much, are Jan. There, are there eight more patrons? than when I was last year. Basically. It's a growing list. I wonder if Jan is my mom. (laughs) (laughs) Is your mom's name Jan? Is it? I I wonder if it's good. I've been wondering this for a while. I know we have to get back to to the show, but one day, we're going to have a lot of patrons. Yeah. And are we going to read all of them, or is it going to be kind of kind of like side effects at the end of the the entire you know? show? Is just <laughs> <laughs> it's just It'll a big a old jerk off of everybody who's given money to? Yeah. Or is it going to be a separate show? Like here's this, here's the patron show, and then here's the this this episode is just a list of patrons. Next week, come back for content. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll figure it out. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Adrian, do you want to tell people what the first Patreon topic is? I do. Sweet. And it comes from Kendallin. Our uh, tried and true favorite. <laughs> oh, you can't say that. <laughs> I strong disagree. She's put in the work. I, th- I think oh, yeah. she can deserve to be my favorite. That's fair. Uh, any tips on breaking down the barriers you put up to protect yourself? Mm. Boom. Getting right into the emotional yeah. nitty gritty. Yeah, that's a big... I I, uh, I came up with a fun little uh, system on the metro. So fun! It's called Yeah. <laughs> That's I'm ar- I'm already you're on, it. You're on yeah, board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go for it. It's it's it stands for identify, accept, and attack, uh, or act if you don't want to be so aggressive. <laughs> but attack is cooler. Sorry, identify. Identify the feeling you're feeling, mm-hmm. or what's mm-hmm. going on mm-hmm. in your mind, what the problem is, yeah. what the situation is. Accept that what's happening is happening mm. and that's okay. And then attack with your coping strategies, mm. such as take a deep breath or, nice. you know, what's the counter argument to the irrational emotional argument that your brain is throwing at you? Mm. Where, what's the H? The he uh, When I, when I was saying it in my head, thing. it wasn't. It was, the H wasn't apparent. So what, oh. what did you say? I what said it? it's just a Quebecois thing. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. That's a, that's yeah. a very niche joke. Yeah. Yeah. We're not going to explain it. Just, <laughs> you only get it if you live in Quebec. That's fair. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's it's an interesting question because there's a certain level of, of vagueness to it mm-hmm. where because um, we all have emotional barriers mm. and you need them. That's why I don't give people my social security number to strangers and I don't talk about my sex life at work. Like it's Are you saying I shouldn't do those things? <laughs> <laughs> you should build some emotional barriers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. uh, I need to go make a phone call. So you have to kind of as you said like identify the points at which uh holding things back is um detrimental Mm -hmm. like where are they um having ill effects on on your life and when are they inappropriate uh so if you can identify those things but it's also there's another side to that so why are you uncomfortable if there's something like specific if Mm -hmm. somebody um uh, is wanting something from you and you seem unable to give it to them are they not listening well? Are they not mm. accepting information well that makes you close, you know, shut those those things down? 
Um, and then it's a question of identifying why uh, you have a hard time feel like sharing those things and what you need from your partner. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's really important to notice the the two sided nature yeah. of this. <laughs> it's yeah. not just about like I'm a messed up ball of yarn. It's also about the things that are being thrown at you. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and There's that too, certainly. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say like just going to therapy has done like a ton of good for my life. Even like if like just the the way that I think about myself and what I do and how I feel has totally changed in the like almost four years that I've been seeing a therapist. Mm-hmm. And like it's like on and off. Some sometimes I'm seeing her like once a week. Uh sometimes I wish I could see her more than once a week. Uh, and other times it's been like a month and it's just like, cause it, like it's, it just gets me to, to, to think about the way that I'm thinking, which is a super meta thing to do, but like to think about the way that I'm thinking and then analyze that. And kind of like what you said, like identify, Oh, this is what I'm doing and then accept. And then if I don't know how to act, if I'm like, I don't know w- how to proceed from there then i know that i'm gonna see her in in a week <laughs> yeah yeah and i'll be like hey i have this issue i don't know what to do and she'll be like how about this and i'll go that yeah that, there, <laughs> there it is right yeah yeah, yeah. and if funds aren't available for therapists mm-hmm. google like yeah. as, and as i tell my mom just write in the exact question that's going through your mind and someone will have answered just it copy somewhere. the error message yeah. and put it into google yeah. and search for it exactly having yeah. worked in customer support i did that so much oh yeah They'd be, i'd be like i'm sorry what exactly does the error message say and then i'm t- that i mute my microphone so they don't hear me type and then i go oh and then i just read exactly what it yeah and they go oh wow that's cool I didn't know you had the mute button when you're doing customer service oh, stuff. That makes so a lot of sense. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I have uh, advice as much as, like, I think what you said, Kate, is really good. <laughs> like, I think it is important to, like, be able to identify what your barriers are when they're happening and, like, mm. when they're good and when they're bad. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, and all of this shit that spewed from my mouth is all from therapy and <laughs> and uh, uh, self help books and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And the first two sessions that I had with my therapist were, let's see what the fucking dark cloud is made of, mm-hmm. and where what is what are the yeah. uh, core beliefs that are keeping you yeah. from yeah. from progressing. Mm-hmm. And one of them is um, that I'm not good enough. And that and but like like Kendallin said about the protecting yourself, like my therapist explained to me that like when it was developed, there was it was to protect myself in a certain way. So mm. like I think I'm not good enough, so I don't take risks, so I don't fail as much. So because I'm, I'm not putting myself out there, mm. so it's a negative thought, but it's protecting me in that way. Yes. Right. So, so were um, expectations high for you as a child? Um, from my dad, I think mm. so. Um, yeah. But like not not extremely, but I think that probably started it. But I do have the unrelenting standards problem, which is like, and that gets overwhelming. I'm in that cloud at the moment of like everything I say to everybody is now like overanalyzed, and like I shouldn't have said it that way. And what what am I thinking? And then I'm like, I'm such a loser. And then it's just like, no, identify that this is how it's okay. And then my coping strategies is you know. I yeah. think because the, the idea of like emotional barriers sounds very bad, mm. but mm-hmm. I, I think you have to kind of accept that they are necessary. Mm. Right. And it's kind of like having an eating disorder. Like if you have a drinking problem, the solution is to stop drinking and get a bunch of people around you to um, help support you in that, you know, um, 
absence of, of, of that activity. But for uh, you know something like an eating disorder, you still have to eat. Right. Yeah, so you have yeah. to modify your entire relationship with that. So this is something that you still need incorporated into mm. your personality and it is a healthy thing to have. Yeah. You just have to figure out when it's not healthy. Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, well, I, I kind of think of it like, I started watching Star Trek Enterprise. Yes! <laughs> Are you going to move backwards? Are you going to do the opposite of what... Uh, I don't know why you started there, but <laughs> so, I started. So what it is, it's the only one I hadn't watched. Um, and it was also the only one Teffer hadn't watched. So we are like, hey, let's watch Enterprise. First off, they've got a Rod Stewart song as a theme song, and that's <laughs> fucking weird. Very controversial uh, in the Star Trek community. I believe it. Um, but it it was making me think about um, this emotional barriers question because full disclosure, we were going to talk about this last week and then we just didn't because everything kind of piled on top of us. Yeah. Like, emotions happened. <laughs> uh, so we released that Jeopardy instead. And uh, I was, I've been thinking about emotional barriers all week as a result. And while watching that episode, um, you know, they're blasting through shields on spaceships and whatnot. And I'm like, oh yeah, this is kind of what we do to ourselves. We have these mm-hmm. barriers that we have to protect ourselves from lasers. But then the more I thought about it, I was like, mm, but what if those like were physical instead of, cause obviously this is where the metaphor breaks down because those spaceships <laughs> have like, you know, laser barriers or whatever. But like, if we had like armor on, it would make us move slower. Right. Mm-hmm. And the more you kind of pile the armor onto yourself to protect yourself from mm-hmm. getting stabbed by alien lasers or whatever, the heavier you get, the harder it is to move. Mm-hmm. And eventually well, just you're to- just sort of mm-hmm. stuck bring that in universe you are draining energy from the warp core so you're not able to uh go as fast there we oh, go wow yeah, boom <laughs> holy shit i think yeah. we can stop the podcast here <laughs> <laughs> but that's also cool because like you know when they say like shields at 70 percent and then hmm. bam 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 shields at 30 percent also a, a, a metaphor and i've never known how to use metaphor properly anyways um that like your your shields aren't always at the same strength right like there are times when you're weaker and that you need more uh inside help you need more little guys running around inside you to uh, let's stop this one <laughs> sometimes you take damage to deck 17 exactly that's yeah, yeah. exactly exactly hull yeah, breach that's a lot of decks it's a, it's it's a, a big, big ship, but that's true though that like yeah i think that the benefit of having good emotional boundaries and a good barriers for yourself is that you can take them down whenever you want right like if you've let's say your barrier goes up to 100 your shields can go up to 100 percent you can at any time if you know how to control them if you've done the work to be able to Mm -hmm. shut them down you can shut them down Mm -hmm. and that lets you go faster because your energy is not being drained as much keeping the barriers up but if you only have a barrier that's able to go to 50 percent if something comes at you with 60 percent power you're fucked Mm-hmm. so it's actually yeah. really good to like have these emotional things and have this ability to like guard yourself as long as you know how to like let that down as well yeah. well yeah i think that's the problem as well is that like um the barriers can go up unconsciously right like yeah. if i'm weak emotionally if i'm having troubles then my barriers just go and my mm. ai is telling me put it all up reject everything like right. my, my ai told me not to come tonight and it's like you need you're you're too it's too much you gotta you gotta stay home but then it's like no if i listen to that then I, i'm gonna isolate myself and it's just gonna get worse mm. so you have to be like no barrier i can take care of myself <laughs> yeah. and you I, have to look if uh you know the the attacking crystalline entity that is yes. coming at you is sucking the energy 
energy from your shields and making itself stronger. Oh. You have to find an alternate solution where data can go bypass the warp core. Yeah. And uh, I, I've lost the metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I think, I think the point is that we all need data. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. We just all need a data. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I yeah. guess, like... What, like what it comes down to like, like what what you were saying Adrian about how some of those barriers are good but it's kind of about n- knowing what they are and then be choosing when they go up and when they are mm-hmm. when they go down mm-hmm. um that's been like m- one of my biggest things was uh like m- I maybe I've talked about this on the podcast before but like when I started going to therapy I had this sense that I had to be a rock for everyone mm-hmm. I had to always be the emotional support and I wasn't allowed to feel anything and I only realized I was feeling anything when it was built up, it was like mm-hmm. having to pee where you only know you have to pee when your bladder is already full. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right, you know, uh, you don't start to pee and then stop and go, okay, got to find a bathroom. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness. Exactly. We're, not anymore. You know, <laughs> when we were toddlers, we all did that, but yeah, with pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, still with pleasure sometimes today too, you know, mm-hmm. just kind of, Oh, I've wished that. I've wished I'd have the strength to just be like, I'm going to pee myself. <laughs> but I never go through with it. That might it's... be one of the barriers. You need to <laughs> yeah. Uh, but like, you know, one, one of the things my therapist said was like, you, like sometimes you do have to do that. Sometimes you have mm. to put your shit aside to be there for someone, but mm. you can't always do that. And sometimes you have to also then put yourself forward and have that be a barrier against other people mm. and say like, I just, I can't be there for you right now because yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm not enough yeah. to, I'm not enough of a full person to be there for you in that moment. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know? Well, no one is. And uh, no, I but, think yeah. it is. Those things that are the hardest are the things that you need. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you, you have to identify mm-hmm. when they're appropriate or when yeah, they're getting so. in the way. Cause it, they are things that are constant and part of your being and things that are necessary. Um, yeah. but you need to be able to identify when they're, in the way yeah yeah uh, and another thing that yeah. like kind of sucks but is also a good thing but sucks S- sucks so bad that like uh my my uh instinct my want is to get rid of these things it's like mm. i want to get rid of this problem yeah. but my therapist's like no 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 <laughs> it's probably going to be around forever <laughs> and it's when you're at your lowest that it comes out at its strongest and right. like no mm. i want to get rid of it mm. I wanted to say I want to mow the lawn, but I don't see what that would have referred to. Your grass is going to be around forever. Yes. Okay. It needs to be there mm-hmm. because it allows bugs and things to Actually, happen. But if right. you let it grow too high, yes. it gets ugly. So you got to learn when to cut it. Yes. You burn it and you salt the earth. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, lawns are kind of a contested thing here in North America. They're not really all that helpful and just kind of a waste yeah. of water. But, you know. I mean, I'm with you on that one. Yeah. I'd rather just like replace all the grass with like flowers yeah so that at least it's something pretty. i don't yeah. think that's what the zero scaping community is about <laughs> <laughs> i think i'm all just with pavement you know just i want to take out the lawn and just put nice black asphalt <laughs> just have that sun yeah. bounce off i burn I your love, eyeballs you know because you know what it is it's what? an outdoor frying Free pan oven yeah Free frying pan. you want to cook an egg boom <laughs> two and a half months of the year you can do it <laughs> Honey, can you go crack an egg on the side? <laughs> I'm hungry. 
<laughs> you want to cook some bacon next to it? Nice. Did it. You want to make a grilled cheese? Also next to it. You're done. I'm so hungry mm. now. <laughs> it's all sizzling in my mind. And you're like on your knees cooking it on the asphalt. Yeah. That's what's happening in my head yeah. right now. I've got the one patch of grass, which is where my knees go. <laughs> well, oh, yeah. because of course. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you need it. That's the, that's the one true use for grass is a, a knee pad. <laughs> you know what they say about grass? It's the knee pad of the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Eat healthy. Exercise regularly. Take cold showers. Avoid sugar. Practice yoga. Drink more water. Meditate. Practice mindfulness. Wear barefoot shoes. Avoid fat. Eat more fat. Go vegan. Try paleo. Do CrossFit. Drink bone broth. Try black P90X. Try a 30 squats a day. Eat more day squats. Keto strongly good cat. Mind flare sun. Get more protein. Avoid the dirty dozen. Try a bark. Drink some. Goop. Take an eye. Wear natural fiber. Staying healthy can feel overwhelming at times. Sometimes it feels like you have to change all your habits just to meet the baseline. But sometimes, all it takes is one little change. Ether Kombucha contains four powerful probiotic strains along with essential vitamins and antioxidants, all in a delicious, refreshing package which helps regulate digestion, support the immune system, and aid in the body's natural detox processes. Living healthier can be a treat with Ether Kombucha. Ether Kombucha. Do what works for you. For more information, follow us on Instagram at Ether Kombucha. I was already there, Tom. One mind. Our second Patreon topic comes from Patrick, who asks, if every inanimate object suddenly started playing loud music when in use, what do you think would become the most annoying to use? I was thinking about this when I read this Mm -hmm. the first time a couple Mm -hmm. days ago. Mm -hmm. I think bags. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Because cause you just have them on for so long. Yeah, at the time. always. Yeah. And like, as soon as you pick it up, you're right. There's you're a use, lot of yeah. things that I can pick up without using. But the whole point of a bag, that's the, the it stops at being picked up. Oh, yeah. Right. Now its use is fulfilled until you set it down. Yeah, I'd say its use is fulfilled until you empty it. Oh, even worse. Right. You have to have empty bags in your entire life all the time. That's a good one. But then one. you've got like clocks, mm. wallet, wallets, watches. Yeah. I was clothing. thinking the most annoying would be any object that you're listening something to, like mm. headphones, TV, radio, computer screen with speakers. You know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like I want to listen to Keisha, not whatever. Fuck, I don't. I don't, do don't want to listen. I don't know why. I don't do know you? where that came from. A uh, dinosaur is a banger. <laughs> what? It's my favorite Keisha song. Oh. That sounds amazing. Is there a sticker set that goes with that song? A what? A, Several. I don't know. Dinosaur Several. banger. Dinosaur in this case refers to an old man. Oh, it's a song. Oh, it's a song about an old man hitting on her in the club. Oh, uh, does it have a huge wang? Because he's a dinosaur. I don't think she ever finds out. Because she the the Penis song's about the size how she of doesn't. A femur? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> was that the was that the chorus? Yeah. Penis the size of a femur? I can't. A penis the size of a. I don't know why I went Muppet on that. <laughs> That's a so, femur. I, I want to get back to the question, but about the femur. Femur of what animal? Because a like, dinosaur. But like, well, again, what dinosaur? Because they're small dinosaurs that are like turkey sized. A then Tyrannosaurus Rex. So every dinosaur has a penis the size of the femur of a Tyrannosaurus Rex. No, just they the all old guy. Out. <laughs> my penis is it's just too big so like if you had a penis that size every time you got an erection all the blood in your body would just yeah. 
you just faint yeah. immediately. One and done. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm pretty sure I heard about a guy who has a penis so large that that actually happens to him. I think I heard about that too. Yeah. yeah. Poor guy. Yeah. Oh. That's rough. That's a real monkey's paw wish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> oh man, is that from Goosebumps? I mean, I, I, I feel like there was a Goosebumps. I think it's from like a lot. Lore. Yeah, from a lot of things. Lore. Lord. Lord, Lord. Lord podcast? No. Aaron Mankey? No. Okay. And what do you think, Tom or Adrian? About inanimate, a, inanimate yeah. objects? Yeah, yeah. I think Simon's on a really good Yeah, thread that's with a good this. answer. Yeah. I think uh, I would take it a step further and say like every like dresser or drawer or oh, like cupboard in your house yes. would constantly be screaming at you as well. The floor, yeah. walls, <laughs> ceilings, God. Clothes? But it has to be in, in use. use. But the thing is like if you if you have a, anything in your dresser, like that dresser is in use. I'm not acting. Yeah. I'm not like interacting oh. with it right now, but it's in use. <laughs> that was a oh, he's right. <laughs> you'd, 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 have, you'd have to hang out like in a garbage dump, yeah. right? I guess all that stuff is technically not in use. Yeah. So we would just all huddle in garbage dumps. Because okay, because I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna add a a, a, caveat. a potential caveat to this. Yeah. Where how about its intended use? Mm. So if I took uh uh a sweater and uh-huh. used it as a towel, mm-hmm. I would argue it's not in use because it's not its intended use. And so it doesn't make the sound. See so in I mean? this world, I mean? you're just using objects that are not intended for that yes. purpose to avoid the sound. Yes. So you're like brushing your teeth with a stapler, you know, I would probably use something a little more practical, but you know, yeah. maybe a but paintbrush. Yeah. Maybe oh, a paintbrush. Okay. Okay. Pipe yeah. cleaners. Sure. Or yes. like <laughs> just a large, steak knife just scrape off no no stop stop it (laughs) the back side of a sponge no that's still being that's still being because it's scrubbing but you know like you'd get in a i don't know like a shopping cart and then just roll down the street i think that's the intended use of a shopping cart. (laughs) (laughs) i'm not shopping (laughs) boom it's my car (laughs) (laughs) um but also it's it just says started playing loud music it doesn't say Mm -hmm. loud annoying music That's so true. maybe it's stuff you like yeah. uh, in which case it's more like inconvenient yeah like yeah. it's inconvenient mostly just in terms of like the contexts where it happens like, like if you're your like bed. at a funeral and your tie starts playing music but maybe it's playing like really appropriate music too. that's true you know, maybe it's maybe it's all just playing really sad melancholy piano everybody's ties sync up to the same radio oh. station you get a little like panoramic that's a that's a novel thing. right there yeah. there's a there's a book potential in there it just occurred to me though your bed yeah yeah as soon oh, as you lay down that's pretty bad mm, yep yeah See, unless it's, it's really soothing oh yeah loud, still loud. even if it's loud it could be super it could be like sitars and it would still be is that know. the most soothing thing you can think of <laughs> 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 Sorry, that was maybe a little insensitive. I broke this problem down into three categories. Of course you did. <laughs> Go for it. Uh, things that you use frequently where the noise would become grating mm. because it's so common, mm. which I think mm-hmm. bags, definitely the best answer for that. <laughs> um, things that you don't want to alert other people to <gasps> your use of. Yes. And... Um, uh, oh God! What was my third thing? Um, uh, uh, things that you're already annoyed that you're using. Ooh. Oh, cool. So right. like an IKEA like Allen key wrench. Ah. Mm. 
Uh, so just something that exacerbates how terrible the thing you're already doing is. Oh my god. I love putting together IKEA stuff. I don't know what you I find it fairly soothing, but like yeah. I know it's a pressure point for a lot of people. If it's going well. Yeah. If yeah. it's not going well, I mean, it's, it's horrifying. It's always going well for me. If you get the little like key <laughs> in the back of the dresser that's really hard to reach and you have to climb uh, under yeah. it and yeah. it, you've got this dumb little tool that doesn't fit in the little corner that you're sticking it in yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it can or, get a little yeah or if it's like some appliance that just doesn't really work that well it's like a little broken and you gotta mm-hmm. jimmy the thing to make mm-hmm. it work and then all of a sudden it's playing yakety sax while you're <laughs> while you're trying to do it and it's just it just makes your day worse mm-hmm. you know because yeah. this was basically the internet in the 90s. Oh, fuck. <laughs> 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 did you mean all the websites? Yeah, websites that played music yeah. for no reason. Backgrounds that like glittered. Yeah. And, and then for some reason, restaurants continued to do that into the 2000s. <laughs> right, yeah. I don't have a problem with that, Hey, can I ask a question? Yeah. Okay. Who's doing this? <laughs> it's a mariachi band. <laughs> Every time you're about to pick up your toothbrush, you're like, oh, here goes. Okay, okay. Question on that though: Does the mariachi band have their own mariachi band for whenever they start playing music? Then they start playing. Right? Is it mariachi bands all the way down? Oh my god, it's a mirror funhouse situation. Oh, guys, this is such a more interesting question than I thought it would be when I read it. And is the mariachi band immortal? Is the yeah. mariachi chain immortal? Or is it like a tag team? You know? Are they playing live? <laughs> <laughs> or is it a, or is it like a cosmic mariachi band? Probably. You know? They just they they just by nature of the universe, they are everywhere at the same time and they play mariachi for everyone. What if it's you that randomly gets tagged like jury duty? Oh <gasps> my god. And you're the mariachi band. You no but but <laughs> you teleport to the place. But it, it's just like, like all of a sudden, you know, I don't know. It's like someone's lying down in bed. They're putting their hand on the pillow. You appear next to them. Next to them, and you have to sing something, and you like you have nothing, and you're like D I N O S A. You are a dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> until they stop. Until that, and you know, and then when they stop, you go back to your regular life. Maybe it's some kind of punishment. If you've done something wrong, you will be tapped oh. to do this job. Mm. I think that's the only way that you end up in a mariachi band. <laughs> <laughs> it's an eternal punishment. 10 to 15 in the mariachi. <laughs> Tom, what brought up your walls in mariachi bands? I was once on a metro and one walked in. <laughs> one mariachi band or one mariachi? <laughs> just, just one. Just <laughs> a single mariachi. single mariachi. <laughs> it was the big guitar guy, to be fair. <laughs> So I saw this as a, a I don't know, a, um, a add-on to a, an event that I was uh, looking at going to. And they said that there's like strolling musicians and also strolling's tableside uh, magician. Which is worse? Uh, fuck. <laughs> uh, sorry, musicians at, or magicians? At a restaurant or at an at an Like ev- at a restaurant. Oh, fuck. Oh. Oh, no. Like a magician comes up to your table while yes. you're eating and says like, hey, uh... It was a train, but yes. Oh, no. It was a dinner. I don't like that at all. That's worse than waiters who overwater you. Okay, I think... (laughs) I'm not thirsty! (laughs) Like, you're in the middle of a sentence, and then I... (laughs) 
wow. messy. And then you keep going after they leave. Mm-hmm. See, but in the States, they're very stealthy about it. Here, they don't like to give you water at all. Mm-hmm. So, and disagree. the glasses are really tiny. The glasses are tiny, but I, I like the stealthily done thing. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I can just, I can say thank you, but I don't have to wait for the poor. Which yeah. Can you do that again? like it. It's like mandibles, but it's also, it's also water. <laughs> when they do it stealthily, you could just be like, "Oh, thanks." When they when they're done, mm. but when they're some of them like are like, hey, you know, like I'm doing, I'm waving this in front of you. Know. You had water in your mouth. Thank you for the sparrows. You're welcome. <laughs> in the states, I don't notice that they've come. I just know that my water is filled. That's better. Ninjas. Yeah, I think that or like my roommate's a waiter and he kind of makes a show out of out of it. Where he'll, he'll like he'll either like pour from really really high up right he'll like sometimes he even starts from really high like maybe a foot and a half above the glass and just starts pouring goes right in the glass or he'll pour like two glasses at the same time. Tell like, him to stop it. Yeah, no. <laughs> that's not. I okay. mean, it's not about him. He, he gets he gets way more tips, so people enjoy it. I once had a waiter accidentally pour water onto my plate. What? And then he didn't oh. take my plate or apologize. Wow! Oh, did he know that's this? the problem? Yeah. He was just like, oh. <laughs> And you poured the next one and I <laughs> walked away. I was like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. It was at an all-you-can-eat buffet. Yeah. So, oh. like, yeah, I oh. left the plate when and got yeah. more. Yeah. But, like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In, in Montreal, they give you a thimble-sized cup. And then, like, a lot of times they'll give you, like, a, a you know, like a big bottle of the water. So, like, yeah. pour it yourself. Yeah. But still, that will go... You so know, fast. Like, you yeah, have a you real problem with Montreal's food scene, don't you? It's just different. It's very alien to me. Cuz I like I don't have that problem with the, like the small gla- like I've there's some places for sure but there are other places where it's like it's it's v- very a, comfortable glass of water. A veritable a tiny, goblet. Yeah. Tiny cup. No ice. Sometimes I have a, I have a real chalice. Sometimes I feel like I'm holding the holy grail, you know? We drink out of actual skulls. I, <laughs> as, a, as a bison roasts on the table. Yeah. Bison? Yeah. I'm drinking Jesus. and I'm drinking mead out of a horn. Yeah. You know. Well, Wait, have you ever nice had of... bison? Yes. I've had, I've had, I've had bison, a bison burger. I had bison great. for the first time uh like two weeks ago. Bison is great. It's so great. great. Yeah. 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 But, but to answer your question, I think the magician. Because I feel more okay with telling the magician to fuck off than the musician. Because mm. the musician mm. is like pouring their soul out to you, right? Like music is really vulnerable and they've been working, you know. You think that music is less vulnerable than magic? I think <laughs> I think, okay, to be a magician, you've got to have, like, so many emotional walls that you've been not dealing with for a long time. You know what I mean? Before you even decide to become a magician, you have yeah. to be pretty fucked up. <laughs> yeah. And then you have to be like, okay, well, what can I do with all of these walls? I'm going to burrow under them and then be a magician. But you know? but the musician can enjoy what he's doing by himself. So if you're not paying attention, he can just be like, I'm so good at this. Or whatever other feeling <laughs> he wants to feel. my favorite is <laughs> <laughs> I'm so good at this. Um, the magician needs an audience That's a good to point. appreciate what they're doing mm. and to be like a like if you're gonna go out and be a musician i'm like i'm gonna get laid i'm awesome but if you're gonna be a magician <laughs> you're like i am dedicated to the craft <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, Although, yeah there is this like culture of cool street magicians now. no there isn't well, i know <laughs> i know denies that it exists but i think that those guys make it look cool enough to people who who are potentially interested in it that the people who are potentially interested in it get tricked into believing that they will get some by doing magic as somebody who loves well, magic no <laughs> everybody knows <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure David Blaine. Oh, that's a bad example. Never mind. He's he's, he's done some more, bad stuff. He's more of a 
<clears throat> he's more of like an endurance artist at this point. Yeah. Endurance? Yeah. Or I mean, he'll like. What did he do? Like freeze himself in a block of oh, ice? Oh right, for, yeah, yeah. Like that's just endurance at some point, you know. And yeah. like he's like the thing where he like swallows eight gallons of water and also yeah he like eats glass which isn't a trick you just eat glass and then your dentist says you're a monster yeah (laughs) like it's it's just endurance at at that point you know what he like sticks needles through his skin and things like that is like that's just like i I think it's because he realized that like doing card tricks is it's like it can only go so far Mm. you know they all come down to you picked a card and then that card appears somewhere, and it's all a very—it's all a variation of where does it appear? Like, is it—is it in your other hand? Is it in his pocket? Is it in Harrison Ford's orange? Is it, you know? <laughs> but also, like those those guys are often doing televised things, mm-hmm. so it's like it's not. I did this on a stage. Mm-hmm. I can keep doing it on a stage. Now that everything is televised, so equally for like stand up and stuff, they have sort of have to push the envelope more because I've yeah. seen you put that card on the other side of the glass. I still don't know how that happens. I, I know Harrison Ford is back there. <laughs> I've seen okay one I did I remember seeing a magician when I was in like high school and he legit teleported people it was very strange like like members of the audience where he like he he had this big just inflated ball that he like throw in the audience and it had to bounce 10 times and like every person that touched it like would go on stage okay and then he like put them there were these chairs he put a curtain uh, like over the chairs and the curtain drop, they were all gone, and then they popped up in the audience again at different spots. That's cool. They were all plants, right? I'm I'm looking at Adrian. How you know this can stuff, you, right? How can you? They can be circus actors who know exactly how to pinch that can, ball so that I it goes can, exactly into I the seat they want. I can promise you that middle-aged dad that was there was not a circus actor. You don't think middle-aged dads can be circus not kings? With that, not with that body. <laughs> I think most circus masters are middle-aged dads. <laughs> Actually, no. Most of them are like under twenty-eight. Oh, true. When you're twenty-eight, you're like starting to get old. Oh. <laughs> wow, that's. Mm. Except if you're a clown. If you're a clown, you have a job for the rest of your life. Because oh, you're creepy from beginning to end. Right. I think in my <laughs> mind, circuses are still mostly clowns and like lion tamers. But uh, I forgot that circuses oh, no. now are actually like flips and greatest yeah. showman things. Yeah. yeah. So, do you find it disappointing when you know how a magic trick is done, or do you think it's more interesting? Hmm. Um, uh, more interest. Well, I I really appreciate the skill that's mm. involved. So when I know how it's done, it's like wah wah, you know. But it definitely Sorry, takes away what, the. What was that? Wah wah. Okay, cool. I'm that's, familiar with that. No that's itch. her other algorithm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I to me, it's a two step process. I want to first be wowed by the trick, and mm. then I want to find out mm. how it's made, mm-hmm. like how right after. Do. Yeah, not necessarily right after, but at some point. I would love to find out mm-hmm. how it's done. And then I'd be like, oh, wow. So he like did put yeah, and he, wow. Yeah. So like I have a friend who's like a, one of the street magicians and he's like, oh. he's got, I say friend, I have a YouTube connection that I hung out with <laughs> once. <laughs> um, and he, he would do a thing where he would like film himself doing the trick to people. And then if the people wanted to know how it worked, he would turn the camera off and explain it to them because the magic was more for his YouTube audience. So I got that experience of like, he did a trick. I was like, that was really cool. Can you explain that? He turned it off and was like, yeah, this, 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 and this. And like, what was the trick? I don't remember anymore. say. Yeah. No, I don't want to know what the, what the the solution is. What what was the, Uh, the illusion? Honestly, don't remember. It's like two years ago. I gotta say, I don't. I'm less impressed by 
the magic tricks that are really just tricks. You know, mm. like uh, mm. I use twins. That's how yeah. I teleport them. Yeah. There's just another chick over there that's the mm. same. That's got the same face. Yeah, um, I feel like uh, magic, like sleight of hand, like the really yeah. high skill stuff, and lock picking have a lot. Like I feel like people who are grow up interested in those things mm. are interested in both of those things. Yeah, like it's an odd old mechanical skill. I mm. have a counterpoint to that because i am interested in learning how to pick locks i am not interested in being a magician well maybe it'll transition into it and then you'll become batman <laughs> that's the third I am, step i'm okay with that last step. <laughs> lock picking magician batman, batman. Yeah. yeah yeah that's the long forgotten part of his origin story was yeah he spent years working with david david copperfield yeah. He did spend you know? time as a magician, like uh, like assistant. That that happened in the comic book. Did it? Yeah. Oh wow. I mean, I know that Boy Wonder was a circus boy. Well, like because uh, Zantana, she's like the daughter of. Oh I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm going too deep cut into this. <laughs> <laughs> I do think he spent some time with magicians. No, I like that I like Zantana, sense. Carla Zantana, the guitar player. Yes, <laughs> exactly. I'm Julian McKenzie, co-host of the Scrum Podcast, a sports show I'm doing with my podcasting partner in crime, Tristan Demore, on the Upford Network. Every week, we analyze something different from the Canadian sports media landscape. Lack of diversity, getting a job in the field, coverage of different sports, and answering some of the harder questions. Through a combination of back-and-forth discussion and high-profile guest interviews, we're aiming to figure out exactly what's up in the world of sports. Find us wherever podcasts are sold. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, SoundCloud, Message in a Bottle, Morse Code, Telegram, Singing Telegram, Target, Walgreens, Bird's Nest, Dad's Shed, uh, and a crowded convention center bathroom. Topics of High Importance, a podcast where we get high and explore food, science, gaming, pop culture, and beyond. Filled with super tangents, forgetful flubs, and that awkward kind of tension that can only be produced by a married couple. Topics of High Importance on the Upford Network. Join us, won't you? Oh man, should we move to our final? Sure. How did we get from annoying music to things to magic? I guess that's pretty both annoying. Easily. So yeah, yeah. I, I remember. Like, yeah, the you cosmic had mariachi. There we go. That must have led to magic somehow. <laughs> the cosmic mariachi. Because I like to bring everything back to magic. Uh, yeah. All right. So our last question comes from Facebook. Brad. Hey Brad. Hey Brad. He hey asks, Brad. Hey. Why are movies based on video games always so bad? <laughs> they really are. They're so bad. I have a thought. Uh, yeah, go. Yeah. I think. <laughs> I'm so earnest. <laughs> well, I spend a lot of time thinking about movies mm. as an actor. So. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> as a theater artist. Thespian. <laughs> um. Yeah, and I think that, like, the impression I get is that video games, are, like, are supposed... Like, the, the story is designed to be both, like, non-linear and, like, discovered as you go along, right? Like, mm-hmm. the, the story's supposed to... You can branch off anytime you want and go do a bunch of different things, and that's okay. And that's, you know, like, like the story has to be built in a way that you can do that. And it's also mm-hmm. built to be in a way that, like, you... Yeah, you discover it as you go along. Whereas a movie, like trails you you know like you, yeah. you get carried by a movie and i feel like the i don't know that those um that 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 transition from like 
video game to, to movie in that way is like I, I don't think that that's really all that doable mm. you know I think it depends on the game because there are video games like <clears throat> you're right there's a lot mm. of video games where it's very kind of open yeah. you can kind of explore and you gradually go along a path yeah. but there are others like the Metal Gear Solid games where you actually have like a pretty sweet storyline happening yeah. with like cutscenes where they're practically cinematic oh, you know, yeah, every yeah, like yeah. 10 minutes or so and I think something like that being adapted into a movie would do a lot better than like the Mario Brothers movie or like, oh, you know. That that did not go well. And I, I think that that kind of goes to say like, I, I don't think it's in the transference of the thing because I don't think that the movies have been particularly faithful to the video games. Yeah, They're yeah. just taking a popular property and making garbage with it um, instead of actually kind of maybe taking a good premise that's set up by a video game. There's no reason you can't take a good video game pre- like Assassin's Creed. There's no reason that movie has to be bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a great premise for a movie, but they don't seem to invest in it in a way that makes it work. Mm. Yeah, uh, yeah, there's a Final Fantasy movie that is not bad. The one with the the sexy silver-haired people. Uh, it was. I mean, it's not related to any of the Final Fantasy movies in particular. I think it came out in the 2000s. It was, oh, it's older. Um, bang, 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 bang. With the the spirit within. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I like that one. Yeah, a lot of people hated it. What do you not know? Do you not know that when you're looking for information, you simply say bang, 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 and you'll find it. You'll find it. I yeah, I liked it. A lot of people fucking hated it. But that was one of the first movies that had like, well, the first movies that I saw, I guess, which doesn't represent the world, but like really human CG characters. Yeah, like they weren't like cartoony, and that was fucking cool. I think I I remember hearing about that. Yeah, how one of the Final Fantasies movies was the uh, some sort of pioneer in cgi yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's a little uncanny valley but it's yeah. um it's it's, it's not okay. quite polar express uncanny valley no it's, it's not gross <laughs> <laughs> but i definitely think adrian is on the uh, on point here with the uh um mm. the fact that it's not the video game's fault <laughs> like yeah. the, it's it's directors or producers who are just like let's give it a twist let's put in our spice and it's like yeah. fucking stop messing with it right. you know people and, like the story yeah keep yeah the story and yeah. in and, and or just take the characters and the setting it's like in a lot of these um superhero movies at the moment they're just like retelling stories that have already been in comics for years and years and years it's like you've got this huge build-up sure do the origin stories and stuff but then like take it and go somewhere right cool with it like Mm -hmm. i don't know why it's yeah yeah oh go ahead i was gonna say i find um with animated stuff that rule is gone to me where like i've never seen a good live action video game movie but animated video game movies tend to be pretty solid Mm. like I'm thinking mostly of Pokemon where like <laughs> all the Pokemon movies are great, but I think that's because they invest in them the same way they invest in the cartoon, yeah, yeah. which is to say they, you know, actually put all the time into it and they like love what they're working on. Right. Possibly the same creative teams. I don't know if they, uh... probably, although I wonder, I wonder how much of an overlap there is between the like video game creative team and the like anime slash movie. Creative oh team. yeah. I was thinking more but of like the cartoon people yeah. doing the, the animated film. Yeah. Right. But that's it. Like, I think it is, First, I think it's probably way easier to make a good cartoon or like animated version of a video game movie mm-hmm. just because you don't have the like added task of like making these cartoonish characters into human beings, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, the, I mean, to come back to the Mario movie, <laughs> god right. damn it. Yeah. Oh, fuck, the Koopas are yeah. fucking insane with tiny head crocodile faces. Oof. Well, they clearly didn't uh, care about like the video game. Not at all. <laughs> I don't 
even know why you would try to make that as like a movie. Well, well, that, well, I'm, uh, I think that could have been fun. I mean, it's such a simple story of like go find the princess. But stuff. they made it so gooey. Oh my god, the mushroom being everywhere. It's so like covered in KY jelly, like every point of that movie. Um, it's upsetting. Speaking yeah. of KY jelly, I have a foot cramp. Oh. I don't know why those two are linked. <laughs> I just wanted to infiltrate my pain into the conversation. That's Thank okay. You. What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Stretch out. Stretch out. Yeah. Try just like move your foot in every direction until you find one that isn't painful. And then keep it there. That's Done. what I usually do. Done. Tom just saved me. Woo. Thank you, Tom. No prob. <laughs> I've been cramping. <laughs> Have you ever gotten a foot cramp from eating too many pickles? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how are you eating them i don't know i ate a lot of them and i got a foot cramp and then i or, thought i'd replicate the experiment and it happened again no so, way yeah. <laughs> oh you're gonna have to do it uh, another time and you're gonna have to confirm with the audience <laughs> but they hurt <laughs> no you, this is science adrian you have to do it for the greater good do it did for you, humanity do it for the vine did you did you do it uh, did you eat the same amount I, I, yeah, does it always happen at pickle thirty six, or is it? <laughs> I, I haven't done it that many times. Thirty six. I don't know what's a lot of pickle. Two pickles is a lot of pickles for me. So like, oh no, it was more than that. But I, it was a fair okay, amount. Okay, okay. I'm just I'm, warning I'm, everybody out I'm there gonna that push it's a possibility. You. I'm gonna push you. Yeah. How many pickles? It was a long time ago, but uh, it was a Guestimate. lot of pickles. Guestimate. I don't know. Like More than five? 36. Probably. Was it less than 36? <laughs> this was a very long time ago. Well, I'm very on the spot. I'm going to go <laughs> ahead and guess that it, was, that it was more than 36, and she just doesn't want to I'm going to put up all my emotional barriers <laughs> for, <laughs> for good reason. She's at 100%. Come on, Adrian. Quit gurking around and give us an answer. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm five. <laughs> I don't deserve that. You do. <laughs> Wait, did you say before? This is from about seven minutes ago. Did you say before that there's an Assassin's Creed movie? Yeah, there is one. Yeah. I didn't see it, but it did no. not get with no. Fastbender. Fastbender, Matthew Cotillard, uh, others. In my mind, when you said that, I immediately pictured Jake Gyllenhaal as the Assassin's Creed. No, no, Persia. no. Persia, which Persia. I Persia, I don't hate. Wait, what? You didn't I hate also, that film? I didn't hate it either. No, I thought it was charming. It like well, it's Jake Gyllenhaal. I was like, yeah, he's very this is, attractive. In this that. should have another title than Prince of Persia, but maybe Prince of Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> but that—that's my eternal frustration. Right? It's like, if you want to tell a story like that, why the? F- I mean, obviously for tell the branding the and the promotion, story. is yeah. like, just tell that fucking story indivi- like on its own. Mm. Don't. Don't I think try it's to like morph it to the, the thing. You know how Mario Two doesn't make any sense in the Mario universe; mm-hmm. like yeah. it's just totally different. Well, because yeah. it's not a Mario. Game. It's a different game, and then they just put like another title on it. And I think Die Hard Two is a movie that like they they had it was a different script, and they were like, "We're just gonna Die Hard this," right? And so they they just put McLean in it, and they decided it was a Die Hard oh, movie. I, I think a lot of those are Fast maybe just kind of drift. modified to to get the branding and to get the equity from another franchise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they so just don't have anything. Yeah, that's what... I think they're just not putting in the effort because basically all Marvel movies are action like they're they're video games. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no reason that they can't make a good video game movie. Yeah. Yeah. How come okay. people who can make good movies out of a property can't make good video games out of that property? Oh yeah, because like I'm thinking about the Marvel video games. 
and like those are fun for a couple hours each. Yeah. Uh, well, I haven't played them since they've been doing the movies, but I played a couple of the ones where they're you're, like it's the, the universe, and you can be like Spider Man. Yeah. You know, and you're Ultimate Alliance. But did you play it with somebody? Yeah. Okay. They're fun for like two hours, mm. and then. Is, is is it the like Smash Bros format where you take one or two and they no, fight? That'd be super fun. That because I, I was gonna say I feel like it's those like are Capcom. the ones that would be really oh, really boring. There is one like that. Uh, Capcom, Insidious or Infamous or yeah, Capcom uh, X Men versus Street Fighter. Yeah. Yes, but they also have one with like the um, pretty pretty sure they either have Marvel characters or DC characters. Marvel versus Capcom. Yeah. Marvel versus Capcom. That's yeah. the one. Yeah. yeah, those are fun. Yeah. yeah. I'm talking about the like top down like. Action adventure. Action adventure, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I've I've done I've played one of those before, like the X Men Apocalypse one for GameCube. Mm. This was years ago. Oh, I love uh, GameCube. Oh, GameCube is one of the best consoles ever. The best console ever. Yeah, and and like I like that one. Like I I, I enjoy it was it was that the one where you have like th- like four characters and you're all going on the same quest and you can yep. choose them at different quests and you're you can switch back and forth like yeah yeah <clears throat> yeah and they're, that, that they're, was a, like thoroughly entertaining. They're fun. Yeah. But how many hundreds of hours did you put in there? <laughs> That's true. They're not right? necessarily like next level good video games like uh Well Batman oh. all the Batman series is fucking tits. Yeah. Yeah. True. So good. Yeah. I can play I can kick butt in that for hours. Mm-hmm. And Star Wars uh Battlefront. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh mm-hmm. so I have Battlefront two, which got a lot of bad press because of the release. And I think there's way too much I I didn't even know there was like a story mode to it. Like it's all the emphasis is on like the, the multiplayer, multiplayer, which yeah. is bullshit because I can't even live for more than six seconds. But like the <laughs> the game mode is super fun. I'm like, I'm Leia now, I'm Lando now. Oh, like yeah, it really yeah. does kind of capture the the fun of being those characters. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, uh, th- that one I think does does pretty well. I think the problem with them is that they often release them very quickly. Right. Yeah. So they're making the movie and then they're like, oh, let's make a video game. Like the E.T. game, which has a phenomenal <gasps> backstory of how they just what? try to push anything out. Oh, it's like the, the oh, worst yeah. game of like all. Please three. tell the entire story. Uh, well, they're, they're, I don't have the research and there are podcasts that have covered it really well, but uh, it was like early Nintendo days and they, they were like, we need to get an E.T. game out. Like, oh, no, it was Atari that released it. And when they released it, it's totally broken. It's almost unplayable. They're just blobs. Like, it's the worst game ever, ever made. And, uh, (laughs) like, it just went into a landfill. I think there's a Simpsons joke of just E.T. games in a landfill somewhere. And it was just they pushed it out and they tried their very, very best. And it's just garbage. Speaking of garbage video games, though. I had a thought. I thought that I had made this game up in my mind, but I actually found it on YouTube yesterday, and it's called Night Trap. So yeah. You know this game? Yeah. I remember playing it. It's on a Sega CD, and I remembered uh, like footage, like vi- film footage of like women had a sleepover, and then these guys break in, and then I was just like, this is way too dark. This can't be real. So for years and years, I was like, no, this I made this up. Um, and then no, it's it's real, it's and it's real. it's a cinema- cinematic video game where you basically go through the rooms in a house like a like a security camera. So you choose which room that you're going to go see, and then there's footage, and sometimes there's lovely like guys with big hair and sunglasses and big wide shoulder pads having like a little stupid ass scene, and then sometimes when you hit a room, there's a dude dressed in black creeping around, <laughs> and if you hit the room when the dude dude is doing that a trap opens and he falls in 
So that's how you like catch the people is by going through the the rooms, and but that's basically all you can control, I think. Yeah. But it's super weird and creepy. I feel like uh. this was a missed opportunity to franchise it with a movie that came out uh, called Sliver, which was a '90s psychosexual horror movie. <laughs> oh, I think I remember that. Yeah, it had the UB40s theme song. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, that. That does ring a bell. Yeah. Did it have a really good soundtrack? Yeah. That's probably why I know it. The 90s were big on the psychosexual thrillers. Mm. Yeah. Something was going on then. But I remembered it as so much better than what it actually was when I looked at the YouTube videos. Like, in my mind, they were, like, dressed in, like, SWAT gear and super badass. But they're wearing this sort of weird latex, like, hazmat-y type suit. It's very strange. When did this come out? Fuck. 80s something. Oh, early. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 very, very early. Okay. Sega CD. Wow. Yeah, it, I, there's a fun YouTube hole that you can fall down uh, where you can find old game peripherals and third-party things that people made of, like, these games that didn't quite work that, like, used VCRs and, like, um, big model toys that shoot, like, missiles and you're supposed to interact with the VHS. And What? They tried a lot of weird shit. <laughs> <laughs> I wish they would do stuff like that now, though. Like a cinematic video game could be super cool. Like a uh, fucking, what's it called? Uh, fuck, fuck, fuck. It's a tower defense game. Very military. There's like Russians. Uh, Plants versus zombies. <laughs> <laughs> no. Red, Red Alert. Red Alert has a lot of cinematic oh, yes. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that's kind of what VR is aiming for, right? Is to be sort of a cinematic video game experience. Um, well, maybe not all, all, but... In I VR? think so. There, there definitely are VR video games. Mm. That, like, like yeah. that's what the Oculus Rift was was all about. Yeah, yeah. but there's a lot of like content that's uh, VR. Like, it's because it's much... easier. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's easier to make content for VR than it is to make games for VR. But there are people doing it. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah they, they have warehouses where people are walking around with VR sets with like mm-hmm. shooters and stuff like that. VR, it's a tricky thing. Like, I wonder, you know how, like, we all thought the future was, like, video phones before we had them? (laughs) Yeah. And then we use video phones. We're like, this sucks. Like, people can see me and I Mm. look gross. (laughs) Uh, There's no reason that I want this. Uh, Like, VR, they've been trying to hack that that concept for such a long time. And Mm. it's been so futuristic for such a long time. But at the same time, is it not something that's just going to make us throw up? (laughs) Yeah, I I think so. I remember doing doing i remember experiencing vr when i was like eight because my my dad works at polytechnique which is this like big engineering school and he has a colleague uh who who would do vr um like like very very sort of early vr stuff Mm. and he had this one thing that was like a roller coaster and what it was that rather than having like i can't remember if you actually had goggles on or not um, but you were standing in a room and you had screen like a screen in front of you, two next to you, and one above you. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it was just like footage of a roller coaster, and it was like it was made in such a way that I I'm pretty sure I had goggles on. It was somehow seeing something's on. Somehow goggles and screens were involved. That was eight. I don't yeah. remember. Yeah. But like my sister lost her like when she did it, lost her balance and fell over <laughs> while just watching footage of a, of a roller coaster. You right. can watch people do that on uh, YouTube with Oculus Rift. They have a, a roller coaster one, and the people just like freak out and fall down. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like if you're in like an observatory room, like we've yes. got the planetarium here in Montreal that's got the night sky projected on the ceiling, yeah. and you try to look at all of it at the same time. Yeah. That's yeah. hard, yeah. isn't it? it is. But you it's want it. Hard. You keep trying. You it's want like, to. Whoa. 
I can't decide if it's one of those things like when movies first came out and the train came at people and they freaked out. Oh, yeah. That I'm just not like acclimated to that technology or if that's it's just something that's... Apparently that's a myth. I'm sure it is, actually. <laughs> that, the, the, like, yeah, the first movie was a was of a train like arriving at the station or something. And, a, and a, the, the the legend goes that people ran out of the theater. Mm-hmm. But like that's a, not... It sounds fake. It's probably not true. Well, they'd just gotten used to seeing Wile E. Coyote run through walls too many times, and they were like, oh, no, that's going to happen in real life. That dog's going to bite me. (laughs) I love that Wile E. Coyote came out before Before the the first first film. I mean, I don't know. I'm very young. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't there. But Simon was. I was. Yeah, it was like, it was in that week between our birthdays. Yeah. Yeah, the world has changed. (laughs) (laughs) Shit happens fast. Those eight days were, uh, you know, era altering. I heard the Lara Croft movie was actually pretty good. Oh, it's out? Yeah. Cool. The one with Alicia Vikander. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're going to get better at it. Because yeah. I think we all learned over time that, like, because superhero movies were really bad for a long time. And have, yeah. now they've gotten a lot better. Yeah. Some of them. More budget. Yeah. More Some caring. More people with money who care. Yeah. Right. Mm. Yeah. And I feel like, like, maybe, like, a, a lot of the superhero movies were, like, closer together. Right? And so, like, mm. you could, like, the learning curve was fast, was the same, but was, like, quicker uh-huh. whereas with like video game movies because each of them are flops like studios are less <laughs> yeah inclined less to like, go for right? it but then it's like everyone's when you have Prince of Persia that comes out and you're like oh this is yeah, not bad yeah. not terrible <laughs> that's and how then, you pronounce Jake Gyllenhaal's name yeah actually <laughs> and then Lara Croft comes up you're like oh this is like this is decent and then you, there's gonna be one's coming, gonna come out and then they'll be yeah. like oh this is good and then next thing you know you know like, like once they've exhausted all their Marvel movies then mm-hmm. it'll be all the right like you, know, you have all, to all the 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 Mega Man movies and like, yeah. sweet oh. fuck yeah Sign Metro you know that'll be terrible though well yeah you know that'll be awful I saw a clip from a Mega Man episode um, where he's fighting like the Red Mega Man I don't Proto know. Man Proto Man there we go <laughs> did you just make that up I did not because I would have no, believed you I assure There's you no you way assure you it's Proto Man that definitely exists inside Tom and then they're like they're like, they're like dueling or whatever and then. Uh, he misses. Proto Man shoots at Mega Man. Mega Man dodges, blah, blah, blah. but then Proto Man aims at the Lincoln statue, and and Mega Man jumps. It was for President's Day, apparently. <gasps> Mega Man jumps in front of the statue and takes the shot. Wow! And then Proto Man's like, "I knew you wouldn't be able to, you know, not defend the President's statue <laughs> or something." It's really weird. <laughs> That's fantastic. And a thing that all of us at this table would do in a heartbeat. Because the Friday after this episode comes out is, in fact, Abraham Lincoln's birthday, April 13th. No way. God damn. That was the longest con. Like, Tom started this podcast (laughs) so that at some point Kate could make some (laughs) Mega Man reference a week before Lincoln's birthday. Happy birthday, Abe. Doo-doo. I, I'm glad it happened. I wasn't going to make it happen. I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad it happened. <laughs> Guys, that brings us to the end of our show for yes, this week. Yes, it does. Remember, if you liked this, you can rate and review us on Stitcher and Apple Podcasts. We're really mm-hmm. close to 30 Stitcher reviews. We want that. If you haven't left one yet, go do it. Or if you have left one, ask a friend to do can it. Can we start reading the reviews on the show again? I need to print fun. some up, yeah next week I enjoyed that. subscribe on your podcast app of choice we're on all of them share this episode with a friend who um has barriers they need to break down yeah. <laughs> or is a blinken or maybe yeah. it's in a mariachi band yeah or maybe really really enjoyed the super mario's movie you know yeah oh. or puts peanut butter in envelopes <laughs>
<laughs> that was the first joke we made. Yeah. So good job, good Kate. Thank you. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at Down With Talking and each of us individually. I'm at Tom Zalatni. I'm at No The Other Simon. I'm at Boxless Thoughts. I'm at Red Random. Uh, does anyone have any shows to plug this week? Nope. Go for it, Kate. <laughs> and I'll put the paper I'm down. Blanking. For no, I don't. I don't actually. I don't I'm gonna, think I have I'm gonna a show. go take a pee break. Oh no! Tomorrow up. I have a show. I have a show Wednesday night uh, at Montreal Improv. Yeah, you uh, do. The Haunt, Three Herald sets. You, you're looking at me with so much hatred right now. <laughs> no. No. It's C- come on down to uh, Theater B at eight thirty. Nine thirty. Eight thirty. I think that one's eight thirty. Eight thirty. I think. Come down at 8.30. No, it's at 9.30. It's at 9.30. Come down at 8.30. That way, if you're early, you can just go hang out. If you're early, go to Boca Dio around the corner. You can get an arepa. Yeah. They're real good. So good. Yeah. Uh, Adrian, any Uh, shows to plug? Yeah. Well, next week on Tuesday, I will be performing La Belle Improv with Tops uh, at Psychic City. Um, You'll find it, I guess. Uh, and I will also be continuing to watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and I'll be finishing up Angel pretty soon. So uh, if you're into either of those, hit me up on Twitter. Sweet. Sweet. Pum. Uh, I have no shows to plug. Oh. No, I'm actually super fine with that. I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> Special thanks to Crackers and Jam for letting us use the title track off their EP Benson as our theme music. You can find all their music for sale at crackersandjam.bandcamp.com. Are you Jesse from Team Rocket? <laughs> Just trying to be a male Kate Bradley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Why'd you make him British? Well, that's the that's Kate's, like... It's when I try to be impressive. Yeah. It's the voice. It's the voice. It's the Kate's voice impressive Kate voice. <laughs> They're also doing a GoFundMe right now to raise money for their new album. You can click the link in the description of this episode to show them some love. That's just straight up Vincent Price. (laughs) Yeah, oh, totally. (laughs) This show is produced and edited by Tom Zalatni for the Upward Network. You can find out about all our great shows at upwardnetwork.com. Yes, Upward, not Upward. (laughs) Upwardnetwork.com. Up up yours, Simon. I'm going to go buy that domain before this episode comes out. (laughs) We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Benson, Benson,